going to start off this episode by actually introducing ourselves instead of waiting 20 minutes in like we did in our last episode. <laughs> so it was pretty good, though. It was, it was very good. It was a nice choice, artistic choice by us. We drew you in with the, the goofs, the giggles, the laughs, and then we tricked you into actually realizing who we were. So hmm. I'm welcome to the fireside. Yeah. Welcome to the fireside cast. I'm Travis. I'm John. I'm David. All right. There we go. Mm. So, are you no, do how much how much of, of that uh that story are you willing to share, David? Zero percent. Right. This this has been an entire day of rage. So, I <laughs> I started this thing where I'm, I'm gonna count. So, uh, I was talking to this guy and he's like, "You should count the number of consecutive uh, consecutive days where you're not salty about your work." <laughs> I'm at one. Uh-huh. That's the record. <laughs> the record is one. Right. Every morning, I, I'm in this Facebook chat, and I just type whether I'm salty or not, right? Mm-hmm. So then they suggested, maybe I should start counting hours. Because it just <laughs> happens so many off, so many times throughout the day. That mm-hmm. I should just start counting the number of hours that happens there you before go. I get salty about work. You, ha- you have an office, right? Not counting the days that don't work. You have what? an office, right? No, I have a cubicle. Uh, okay. you should, you... I, have, I have a quarter of a cubicle. It's an open cubicle. Ah. Kind of like an open-faced sandwich. But I'm surrounded by people I actually like, so it's okay. It's just all everyone else I hate. Oh, the there work. you go. Yeah, my coworker, she's real cool. She also hates her job. It's it's great. <laughs> you should put up that time since last rage. <laughs> we we should. I should just have like a fucking a whiteboard uh, of like hours since last salt. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> uh. So I was playing around in Fruity Loops earlier today. I sent you that message Ooh. at like one in the morning last night, John. I don't know. Oh, if you yeah, got yeah, it. yeah. I think I did. And I was like, what? <laughs> half asleep. Yeah. And then I fell back asleep. Yeah. So <laughs> the line, like, the line that needs to be in the song is you think you're winning. You're stuck in La La Land. <laughs> and it'll I'm be it'll be a land. club banger. It can be a mediocre song. That hook. That's that's the hook, man. Oh yeah. La La, La, La Land losing is is pretty all right because it's like pretty l- masturbatory. Yes. I'm I'm I'm, I'm okay, okay, I'm okay with everything. Oh, yeah, especially no, okay. the fact that Suicide Squad won an Oscar, a very well deserving film. Oh yeah, yeah. We should watch award Oscar award winning Oscar <laughs> award winning Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Uh God, that movie I didn't was... care about any of the movies this year, dude. Like La La Land was was pretty good. Moonlight was I haven't seen it yet, so I can't make a uh decision on that yet. I just the the premise seems so tailored to me that I've now disliked it in hipsterdom. Which <laughs> movie? La La Land that is. La La, La, La Land? Land? Like, if you describe La La Land, it's like it's a jazz pianist and he falls in love with an aspiring actress slash dancer and they're trying to make it together in L.A. in this, like, semi-musical production with great cinematography. Well, that sounds like a David movie. And you're right. So I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is one of the most David things that I have ever heard. <laughs> that is such a David thing. Like, like I, I saw the trailer and the like the art was great. The art, ba- like the, the 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 color balance, the color palette chosen for the movie, awesome. Soundtrack, awesome. Premise, great. I'm not gonna watch. 
Yeah, like gotta hold out for this Sly Cooper movie. <laughs> yeah, like that. That's, um, that's the song should uh, like it should use the themes of of La La Land and then just break. It'll be it'll be good. It'll be great. Oh, but but man, what I did watch great. from from the Academy Awards is Fences, which I didn't care about at all. And uh, uh, shoot, what was it called? Manchester by the Sea. Because I know I was gonna hate that movie. You watched it because so, you knew you would hate it. Yes, you were. Because <laughs> I knew it was gonna be good. But I didn't want He's it. getting deeper and deeper into hipsterdom. I only watch things I know I don't like. <laughs> but begrudgingly admit that it's good. God, I can't. I, I can't. <laughs> oh, and I swapped from my iPad to like the Kindle um, Paperwhite. You know, the one that doesn't have a real screen? Oh, I love that. Because mm-hmm. it's nicer for the eye. Like if it's. It is very, it is very good. It's for reading. It's very good. I I can't, I can't read on, on actual like smartphones or tablets. Really, Mm -hmm. if I'm gonna sit down and read a book, I I need uh, my actual Kindle. That's highly suggest buying a paperweight. It's like twenty bucks. That's that's the one that I have. Yeah, it's a hundred and twenty bucks. Yes, I was close. (laughs) Yeah, I was gonna, Um, I was gonna say you're a little, uh, little. I won it off a, off I won it off a raffle. Nice. So you did get it yeah. for like twenty bucks. I got it for like zero dollars. Solid. <laughs> <laughs> so I just assumed it was like twenty bucks. Rad. Um. Yeah, I was reading about Georgina Cavan. Oh, happy one hundred uh, anniversary of women being able to vote. Twenty second amendment. True. True. Congratulations. True. True. As of today, congratulations. Nobody on this podcast because none of you are women. You don't know me. <laughs> you're you're um, assuming a little bit there. A little bit. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. So, uh, well, it, it, it doesn't matter because you got to vote regardless. True. It, it, True. It, yeah. Um, but um, Georgina Cavendish, one of the first women's suffragists, suffragettes in England. She's pretty dope. Uh, she, You might know her from the movie The Duchess featuring... Georgina Cavendish? Yeah, but what's her name? Real like the actress. I don't know. The one who only the Pirates of the Caribbean only wears corsets for oh, roles. She only plays like one role. Yeah, Keira Knightley. Played by Keira Knightley. Hmm. Um, she uh wore a she popularized the peacock feather in the hair back in the in the. Keira Knightley populated that. No, no, Georgina Cavendish. Oh, okay. <laughs> who was played by Keira Knightley in the movie The Duchess? It sounds like a band, Georgina and the Suffragettes. She was Duchess of Devonshire. But anyway, um, how this, she, she, when she died, um, she left a debt so large. Let me, let me look up the exact debt because it's hilarious. That even God couldn't pay it off? No, that her husband's <laughs> like, oh, it was so big for normal people. But then her, her husband heard of it and he goes, oh, is that all? Solid. Uh, He's like gambling. <laughs> You, you merely <laughs> adopted the debt. I was born in it, molded <laughs> by it. I, uh, she, I haven't seen a black right. here until I was a grown man. <laughs> she uh, she got a debt of let's see. She got a she had she had, she had so many debts. She asked the uh, the Prince of Wales to to pay pay it off for her. Did he? Which is hilarious. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She died from abscess in the liver because she also enjoyed hella drinking. 
All right. Um, Must have been her bar tab then. That's what the, that, that's where the debt that's was. That's what the debt was. She she was an alcoholic and had a drinking addiction. Okay, so she amassed three hundred thousand pounds beyond three hundred thousand pounds worth of debt. I was gonna say three hundred thousand pounds of what? We haven't had that one in a while. <laughs> we haven't. But you said you said of debt too quickly, David. And also, I thought you for some reason my brain didn't even register that three hundred thousand pounds was too much weight for the human body. So I was just like, she amassed three hundred thousand pounds drinking, which which is an equivalent of three million seven hundred twenty thousand pounds in current pounds. It's pretty heavy, isn't the pound and, uh, like a uniform measurement of, of like weight? Maybe I'm pretty sure a pound's a pound's British, a pound. British pound. British pound. British pound. What, what is the pound? What's is this still two to one to the American dollar? No, I think it's one to seven, one to one point five, one one to one point seven five. But I'll look it up for you just in case. Okay, all right. So she so she basically amassed like uh, eight million dollars in debt, and then her husband was like, "Oh, is that all?" Just a night out with the girls. Yeah, just a night out with the girls. You know. Um, you can see her portrait at the, um. Oh wow! The Devon. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, one dollar. So one point two four. It's one to one point two four. Apparently, Ooh, it's plummeted the, in the recent years since Brexit. Actually, thanks, since Brexit. Brexit. Brexit dropped it from one point five <laughs> to one point two five. Ah, those dumb motherfuckers. Uh. And you know what breaks so, it yeah. does? Absolutely nothing. They're not required by <laughs> they aren't required to do anything from that vote. <laughs> that was just like a joke referendum that they assumed wouldn't pass. And it did. And then they're like, well shit. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever. Yeah. So you can you can you can totally hang out with her uh at the Huntington Gallery in Pasadena, California. Her original portrait's still there by Sir Joshua Reynolds. Hmm. She she's pretty dope. The best. Now, did you know that English towns with the name which W Y C H or W I C H which carries over to New England like Ipswich, Nantwich, Greenwich, Greenwich, Warwick. Wait, wait, no. It's Warwick. Okay. <laughs> you were supposed to pronounce it Warwick instead of Warwick, but mm. the, the idea is there. So the reason why they're called witch mm-hmm. is because uh, that word means brine springs or wells in in in, um, in England, which derives from the word vicious, which in Latin, which is place, which which means if any town with the word witch after it meant that it was a historically a salt city, a salt mine. Which includes, of course, the four witches of England, which is Middlewitch, Nantwich, Norwich, and Leftwich. Right, witch? The witch. And Worcester, Worcestershire. 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 Because it has, there's Joint Witch and Worcestershire. But what about Middlewitch Sandwich? Middlewitch and Nantwich. Yes. Sandwich is indeed a, a city built on salt mining. Mm-hmm. What about the Witch of the Wastes? That's not a city. The Lion, no. the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Also not a city. Debatable. <laughs> you got Narnia inside that wardrobe. 
That's true. I wonder if I wonder if you ask Paul how salty he is. How are the salt mines? How are the I salt mines in your home city? <laughs> that's that's a new way to ask people if they're angry. How are the salt mines? <laughs> I love when things just yeah, become I, more salt and mines more are esoteric. fruitful today. <laughs> I need Obamacare because I have salt lung. <laughs> I've got the salt lung, father. Ugh. <coughs> <coughs> oh. So Just, yeah, if you no, recall from our Ibn Patuta episode, um, salt cities are important because, well, if you have salt, you become very wealthy. Become very wealthy, you become a political power, so on and so forth. So the richest man ever to live in a, in the world history ruled over a salt empire. So really, if I get angry enough, one day I will be the richest man in the world. <laughs> Keep the going, David. City. You're going. You're doing great. <laughs> so the first city, the first city to 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 produce a salt city, salt town. Okay, does anybody know which country that is? Anybody? I'm sorry. No, I do not. The, the, the first country ever to like yeah. produce salt. Yes, to to actually have a city dedicated to mining salt. Oh, dedicated. The earliest town. Yeah, the earliest town dedicated to mining salt. Salt Lake City. Ooh. Yeah. Because America predates like many European and Asian and African. Well, it wasn't called Salt Lake City, obviously. Don't be ridiculous, mm, they David. Call me, they, ca they call it uh, running with scissors. I'm going to assume it's somewhere in the Dead Sea area. Yeah, that, that makes kinda a lot of sense. Bulgaria, Eastern Europe. You're, you're kind of close. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Where is it? It's in Europe. Where is Bulgaria? No, no. It, wh where in Bulgaria is this town? Oh, Solinasata. Sol Solinas oh, so Salinas. Salinated. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It, it's, um, if you Google Provadia, that's where it would be. I'm not going to do that. Okay. Nope. It's on the, it's on the Black Sea coast. So that makes a lot of sense. Because, see. Yeah. Um... And did you know that the reason why Rome had roads was to make salt transportation easier? I did not, but I did know that all roads lead to Rome. That's because all salt comes out of Rome into your ground so you can't grow shit. <laughs> and onto your food so you can eat the food you can't grow. Mm -hmm. No, 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 you can't. Like, it, it, do you guys remember Carthage? You know. Ah, uh, good nope. old Carthage. Hannibal with his elephants, right? Yeah. So when, when and when they salted was, the ground, was, nothing would grow yeah. again. That's actually urban legend. They didn't do that. They they turned it into a Roman colony. But the tradition of salting people's ground so they can't grow shit stems way before the the Romans, beginning with the Assyrians, um, which is kind of a dick move. You know, that's what um, what was his name? Who's the guy who fucked up Atlanta? That's what we should have done to Georgia. Sherman's oh, yeah, machine. Sherman. Because he fucked up all the railroads, but he should have also salted all the peanut no, butter. For them. For them. He couldn't, though. Why not? Because then they would be delicious. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm, you roast but that? But then they can't mm. grow any more peanuts. It would be the most delicious peanut harvest they've ever had. Go out with a bang. Because they won't... Because they're willing to be any more peanuts afterwards. You can't grow shit. Well, the command was that the South didn't secede. So they would have been salting their own land. Yeah, but he fucked up all the railroads. 
Well, that's just to prevent. That's just to prevent uh, like transportation of troops. Yeah, but then he also fucked up Atlanta so hard it took them like 150 years to recover. And look what it did to them. They blew a 28-3 lead. <laughs> I thought you were gonna talk about they started just dealing cocaine instead, selling other white stuff. I'm not gonna bullshit you here, David. Blowing a 28 to three hmm. lead in the second half of a Super Bowl is worse than slinging crack. Okay, <laughs> but their there is, there are is bad very and little. Bougie. There is very little that is less humiliating than that. But their bitches are bad and bougie. Raindrop, mm-hmm. drop top, drop top. Eating them cookies in the hot box. And is, is, isn't it? Is, I, th- I forget what it is. Smoking on cookies in the hot box. Yeah, and then um. Cooking up dope in a something crop top. That's definitely wow. Next, that's definitely I, you might be line. right. Like <laughs> smoking on cookie in the hot box, fucking on yo bitches. She a thought thought. Cooking up True. dope in the crock pot. All of the Migos mm. songs are about selling cocaine. Can we can we have a quick Migos Migos minute before I go on more salt history? <laughs> Gonna have our own little. Little theme song for it. And now he- comes the Migos Minute. Brat, 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 you thought you won, but you didn't. You stuck in La La Land. The Migos Minute featuring t-shirt, because, you know, anything that's white... Make, make this okay. have, like, a dope-ass beat intro, John. Like a like have we'll some, have some like designer gunfire like <laughs> and just, just some designer designer brat 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 panda 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 <laughs> I have broads in Atlanta twisting dope lean in the Fanta why does he have a Pyrex glass inside of a copper pan because he's cooking dope. Yeah, but why in like the middle? Because they're hunting. They're, he's providing for his family by cooking dope. Oh, this is so poetic. But it's but it's like he's a hunter who's hunting for food to provide for his family, but he's just cooking dope. I yep. got you. I understand what's hmm. happening now. Thank you for clearing that up. It's like a up. double boiler. This is just such a poetic song. Hmm. Listen to the lyrics. Color t-shirt. No, it's white. White. Because <laughs> the Miley Cyrus is white. T-shirts are white. Snow is white. It's all cocaine. Hmm. Travis, if you watch carefully, where did the models come from? <laughs> they weren't walking with them. They're snow bunnies, man. This cadence is... Bo- I can't. I-, I can't anymore with... That cadence is just too bad. I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I tried, I tried so hard, but I couldn't handle this song when it talked like this, and I gotta keep it going all short and staccato. 
I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I can be a rapper. All I gotta do is just mumble a lot of words in the guns and then the other the songs just going. What you do do is make sounds in the background. <laughs> there we go. That's my rap song. Just keep making sounds. I'm gonna add like each one to that intro. Okay. Right. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna layer them all on top of each other at once. Not even make music. Hold on a second. <laughs> Hold on a second. I need perfect silence for this execution. You thought you won, but you didn't. You stuck in La La Land. Brat. There we go. We got it, boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's that's our amigos minute. Let's that's our amigos minute. <laughs> <laughs> Words I never thought I would say in my life. <laughs> now that we've talked about amigos for a little while, let's return to the history of salt. <clears throat> so, do you know the term? worth your salt is because they used to pay mm. Roman soldiers insult, mm. which is why we also have the word salary, which means I'm paying you insult. Really? Yeah. I did not oh. know that. Um, so instead of being hourly, or like paid for the work you do like contract wise, you're just given a lump insult. amount of salt. Yeah. Huh. And, and it's funny because you know how Rome is close to the Adriatic Sea? Well, the Adriatic Sea is particularly salty due to it being very shallow. So it had solar ponds, which means that the Romans actually made a fortune from the salt trade, which is how they got their rise by building roads to the Adriatic Sea because they were shallow to get hella salt. In fact, this practice is still practiced in Tibet where they make a lot of money. Um, salt traders go to inland uh, salt lakes and seas and collect the salt that's just um, on low tide, like it's on the side. Aren't of the we running out of salt? Salt. I know we're running out of sand. So. Hmm. Were you the person I had a conversation with about the pink Himalayan salt? Yes. No, that was Mark. Yes. Oh, never mind. I mean, we did talk about it. You kind Mark of asked like... me what the point was, and I was like, the point is I can tell you I have pink Himalayan salt. It doesn't, t- it's like, does it taste any different? I'm like, no, it's just salt. There's all, there was, I like, also had hand soap for a while that was Himalayan pink rock salt scented. Why? Yes. What? No, it's just salt. <laughs> It was hand soap, no, but it was scented it's, as it's pink Himalayan, Himalayan rock salt. pink salt, David. It's mm. a very important detail. <clears throat> God damn it. So, <laughs> so salt also plays a history in a religion. So in the Old Testament, Mosaic law calls for salt to be added to any burnt animal sacrifices. Mosaic? Moses? Moses, yeah. yeah. So if we're going to sacrifice anything to God, we have to salty because he doesn't like unseasoned meat and he's already got yeah. ketchup up there mm-hmm. <laughs> wait if you have ketchup why do you need salt ketchup's sweet you need the salt you think salt, likes so salt enhances flavor salt doesn't create its own flavor when used in a correct amount salt mm. brings out the flavor of the food so the ketchup is there to add an additional flavor the ketchup doesn't enhance the food it sort of adds a different flavor and if it's a burnt offering, the only way he's eating that is if it's a hamburger or a cheeseburger. Um, but since and, in Jewish law you couldn't mix, you know, you know, cheese with the the animal it came from, it was obviously a hamburger, hence the ketchup. That's why they had the bacon burger. Also, yep. Also, but then again, you uh, under, can't mix two animals either. Under under uh, the Bible, or sorry, not the Bible, the Hebrew Bible, 
the Torah, the Old Testament, the yeah. Torah. Um, we all we all uh, owe service to John because it is custom that if you have eaten salt in a man's home, you have pledged allegiance. And I've eaten a lot up. of John's salt. Line up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think I ever fed Travis. I never had any of your salt. You're free, mm. Travis. I am free. <laughs> <laughs> I have given David some ramen. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That's and that's true. a lot of salt. That, there's right a there. lot of salt and ramen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a pledge of salt with a lot of people. <laughs> some people say they have a that need to pledge. Some people say they have a blood brother. We're, we're salt brothers. <laughs> <laughs> it's also used in a metaphor in the Bible. Um, in Matthew 5.13, Jesus is you're the salt of the earth. And if the salt loses its flavor, it's good for nothing but to be trampled on. Yes. I remember right? that because I was and like... Then, and then according to the Gospels, Jesus commanded his followers to have salt in them. So <laughs> I'm being very... I am so pious. Every day I'm so salty. <laughs> Are you a TSM you know how, fan, like, David? You know how, like, the Muslims have to pray, like, four times a day towards Mecca? I, was, I just pray to Jesus by, like, being super salty every three hours. <laughs> oh. I'm so angry. <laughs> You're Oof. an apostle among us, David. I know. I'm the most devout. None of you are as salty as I am. <laughs> no. I'm trying. Uh, um, so that's an antiquity. Now let's move to a medieval time. So the city of Liverpool, you know, famous soccer team, started as a small English port because they were exporting salt. I thought they were exporting livers. Yeah, they had the solar pools for the salt and the liver pools for the livers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they need a. Uh, you you need to you need to you need to salt your liver. Do you just mm. eat liver? You can't just eat liver, right? No, nah, here's a little onions on that. Liver and onions, man. Yeah, you gotta you gotta salt it a little mm-hmm. bit, you know. Fur is kind of chewy. Liver is actually pretty tasty. Um, I'm a fan. So the they became so that's how Liverpool and England became really powerful. But they were rivaled by the Poland, the Polish. Um. Who, who had a vast kingdom in the 16th century. So people give Poland a bunch of crap because they get shit on by the Germans. But they once had a vast empire powered by salt, which uh, came to an end after the Germans brought in sea salt and demolished their market. So, yeah. But, but that's okay, because then the Italians came by discovering America and completely collapsing the entire salt market. Because America. We are the saltiest yeah. nation. <laughs> the saltiest. We really are. We salt all of our roads, man. We do. Like, yeah. At least do you in... know that what it took to defrost a road is probably more flavor an entire city had, like, their entire lives. Yes. <laughs> have, yeah. have you ever thought about like eating one Cheeto? You've experienced more flavor from that one Cheeto than like. A medieval peasant has his entire life. I hmm. doubt that. They just eat bread and stew. Stew is very flavorful. Not without salt, it isn't. 
Ooh. All right. There we go. New new spinoff of the paleo diet, the peasant diet. The peasant diet is straight <laughs> carbs. <laughs> carbs, the peasant- beer, um, a little bit of meat bread. Every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Water. <laughs> cheese. Uh, you get cheese as a peasant because yep. cheese is free, pretty much. Holy shit. Mm. Mm. And uh, salt also caused wars. So there was the gabel, gabel, if you want, which was a French salt tax enacted in 1286 until 1790. Um, common salt was Holy of such high shit. value. That's like 500 years of taxes. Of salt taxes. It was the most hated, oh, man. unequal down- form of taxation in the history of France. Think of the why did it last for 500 years? Because it benefited the aristocracy. The, 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 royal, the royal court had control over all salt. Because salt came from Marseille. Marseille. Sure. I don't get to correct you on your French often, but when I do, I can <laughs> fucking take it. <laughs> uh, so so then they declare that all salt produced in the region must be taken and must be bought at a fixed price and sold at an inflated price to other provinces. So it's like a tariff. They just take a cut off the top. Yeah. <laughs> so then... So then people started moving from from province to province, given how how cheap the salt is in that province at the time. (laughs) Do they have elite dangerous black markets where they would go to the cheapest? (laughs) They do. Oh, my God. So smuggling in 1784, (laughs) a Swiss finance minister reportedly had 49 kilograms of salt that he sold for only 31 sous. But then he sold it for 591 in Anjou. So he, he bought 31, he bought some for $31 because he was pals with the court, but then he black market sold it for $591. Wow. That's like, I would do that, man, if I was around in that time. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would totally like wheel and dime those kids. Oh, yeah. But and then again and got worse, right? Because then the court was like, we can't have people smuggling, so they sent police to like, what do you call it? Pat down people, yeah. right? Frisk. But mm-hmm. the but but the people that they they sent to frisk were giant douchebags and like selected only women. Mmm. Mmm. Which, you know, hmm. for all, <laughs> to be fair, women were often the main courses of salt bootlegging because they can hide it under their dresses. Huh. Um, so in the span of 30 years, there were 5,000 arrests, half over half of them being women. Hmm. <laughs> 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 Don't know how I feel Can't about tell that one. molestation or legit... This is this is a Trumpian law, you know. Like women are the most. <laughs> oh, <laughs> very Trump. Is... If Trump was alive in the 1700s, this is the type of shit he did. <laughs> this is just the beginning of Netflix's new series, Orange is the New Salt. Because half of it is like he's not wrong. Women are the people most commonly picked 
to smuggle salt. On the other hand, the people you pick just molest them. <laughs> yeah. Like if they had, yeah. maybe if they'd hired women for it. To molest other women, <laughs> to, to pat down other women. Yeah, because that's that's what they do at um at like sporting events and when you go to concerts. Oh, they have, they it's have, even smarter because then women know the places other women would hide shit in their dresses. Yeah. It's yeah. it's you pretty like, much men's like you got all these pockets. I have no idea what the fuck these are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because like they they have two lines generally. You can go down either, but they're there for comfort. Dope. So. In American history, um, British used loyalists to intercept revolutionary salt shipments that was shipping along the coast because it would interfere with their ability to preserve food, which is why a lot of people in Valley Forge had no food, which is why the American army had no food in general. No food in general? In, in fact, yeah, the George American Washington army... Starved. In, in, mm. in fact, the American army was so starved that they had to start like pirating from other Americans. They're like, we're, we're You wouldn't download these. a hot meal, would you? <laughs> and um, during the War of 1812, the American government paid soldiers with brine because they were too poor to pay with money. Well, Andrew Jackson also kept fighting and won like one of the very few battles America won after the war was already over. So there's that, which I find hilarious. <laughs> That's my favorite 1812 war story. <laughs> and during and during the Lewis and Clark expedition, President Jefferson, in his address to Congress, promised that there was a mountain of salt 180 miles long, so that so that he could convince Congress to approve the Lewis and Clark expedition. So now there are no mountains 180 miles long made of made pure of salt. salt. This well, is true. Until I die, my body decomposes into the ground. <laughs> oh. I think if you took all the salts from the Lewis and Clark, ex like the lands that they covered, if you took all of the salt that we got from those areas and combined them and, and condensed them and clumped them, I'm pretty sure you could, you could stretch it out 180 miles long. Mm. Oh, he never yeah. said how wide yeah. it was. He did say how wide it was. How wide was it? 45 miles. Oh, Jesus Christ. He's <laughs> digging his own grave now. <laughs> uh, did you say how tall it was? No. Okay, there you go. Well, he did it's a mountain. You can't be like, yo, this this two inch. Do you know what the tall. definition of a mountain is, David? I do not. Something taller than a hill. Do you know what the <laughs> definition of a hill is, David? What is the definition of a hill? Something smaller than a mountain. And I am not joking you. It is that recursive logic, and it pisses me off to this day. <laughs> so we can never really know if something is a hill or a mountain. <laughs> yep. Except we know that the tallest thing is, in fact, a mountain. Correct. Yes. And technically, a flat plain is a hill. Mm-hmm. So anything in between is up for debate. I like it. Yes, the definition of a hill is... A naturally raised area of land not as high or craggy as a mountain. The definition of a mountain is a large natural elevation of the Earth's surface rising abruptly from the surrounding level, a large, steep hill. <laughs> so, <laughs> we really need It's like, what, what's a puppers what? and a doggo, you know? <laughs> That's true. And then a there's doggo's... woofers. <laughs> what's next, David? Save me from myself. <laughs> 
So the Chinese invented soy sauce as a way to stretch salt because, again, salt was precious. Mm-hmm. So they were like, well, what if we combine it with soy sauce and make it amazing? Something that we can use. Um, well, soy, it's, large amounts of soy sauce causes infertility in men, so I don't know. It's like Just soy in general causes yeah. infertility. Which, in by the everyone. way, by the way... Mm-hmm. It's just because of how you feel after you eat soy. It's just you don't really you're not really in the mood after you eat a whole bunch of soy. <laughs> after it's, it's after, like a tangential infertility. It was, a, it was announced today that the chicken, like the chicken, the chicken at Subway is only fifty percent chicken. The other fifty percent is soy, and that's the average. The chicken strips are forty four percent chicken. Hmm. Don't they say hundred percent white meat chicken? No. Well, maybe. Does does Subway do that? Hey, all the chicken that they use is 100% white meat chicken. Oh. There you go, Are you a lawyer, John? No, I took a one food media literature class. I'm so woke woke now. A food media literature class. Yeah. That sounds What is the... Just give me me an overview of that curriculum. What am I looking at there (laughs) in that syllabus? All right. So, um, I got to remember because it's been a while. Did you talk uh, we, about salt? Not a lot. We talked a lot about um, factory farming, the way that um, big food corporations present themselves versus, you know, what really goes on. We read the book Eating Animals. It was pretty good. Um, oh, what else? Just the way that food is portrayed just by people that eat it and the fact that, like, why do we have certain connections to animals, whereas, like, people in Vietnam have no problem eating dog stew, but we're like, no, we can't eat the puppers. Yeah, but you guys eat pigs, which are just as smart, if not smarter, than dogs. Exactly. Yes, but pigs wallow in their own shit. And dogs eat their own. Not anymore. Pigs Hmm? are actually very clean animals. That's true. They only wallow in their own crap because we kind of make them. I yes. mean, technically, I, I think it's safe to say just about every cow and chicken we've ever eaten has wallowed in its own feces. Touche. <laughs> I've eaten free-range beef, though, so not every cow. You could really taste the distinct lack of feces in that meat. Yeah, but you see, like, after the whole chocolate fiasco, I determined that slavery is what makes chocolate taste good. That's definitely what gives coffee that extra kick. Mm-hmm. Free right. trade coffee is not as good. I, I honestly don't know what it. I, th- I think it is the slavery. It's the tears. <laughs> it's, it's the it's tears. It's the saltiness. Gives <laughs> <laughs> it that extra flavor. So the Chinese use salt and iron as monopolies. In fact, salt made up for fifty percent of the state's revenue. Hmm. The state That's of a China. Lot of revenue. In fact. Uh, the Chinese sent 280,000 families to the salt marshes in order to, to control salt prices at a low price. They were forced into debt. So they e- you either join the armor or you go to the salt marshes. And in, and which do you prefer? In, what? Which is better? Join the army. What? Yeah, but then you die. Yeah. I, then I don't have to be in the salt marshes. How long do you have to stay in the salt marshes? Is okay. that like a forever thing? It's a forever thing, yeah. Oh, okay, well, I'd probably so join goes, the army. It goes, join the army, death, then salt marshes. Yeah. Yeah. Good to know. 
I would rather work in the salt marshes than in San Francisco. Maybe. Wow. That's not getting <laughs> clipped, John. You're leaving that in as is. <laughs> I'd rather die than work in the salt marshes, but I'd rather work in the salt marshes than at my current job. My current David job U, is worse than something that is worse than death. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. All right, what's next? Um, the high price assault was enforced by the monopoly, but it created an opening for bandits and rebels to finance their own smuggling salt activities. So the smuggling, the people who smuggle salt, for instance, the famous ones, were people who failed the the test to become a salt merchant. But they, since they studied for the salt exam, they still knew the like the basics of salt trade. Oh, in China, for you to become a bureaucrat, you must pass like a week long test of poetry and mathematics and literature, mm-hmm. um, astronomy. And history. Okay. And if you fail that, you can't be a salt merchant? Yes. Oh, and calligraphy. Calligraphy was really important to the Chinese. So. I feel like we should bring that back for, like, all bureaucracy. Hey. You yeah. need to pass this intellect to... <laughs> yeah, it is. You must be this smart to govern. <laughs> you must you must understand this much about your own culture to govern, because because I feel like there would be value in under like re- understanding the great works of your country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, it definitely make it I, so that there weren't people out there claiming the global warming's a coax. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think. I help. think. Every, or the like, new, the, every... the best one, this new one, Betsy DeVos saying that uh, historical black colleges was the great pioneer of being able to choose the school you want to go to. <laughs> uh, I'm the only one that thought that was funny. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> You're the only one who understood. It, they didn't let black people into colleges, so they had to start their own college. Betsy yes. DeVos is like, look at oh, yeah. look at how great you got to choose which school you wanted to go to. No, they didn't. They just weren't allowed to go to any of the real schools. <laughs> oh. Yeah. That makes more sense. Which hilariously, when uh, when Trump wanted to roll back the 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 transgender law protection in mm. in schools, she was the one that said, "Hold on, maybe we should think about it for a bit longer." So she was the voice of reason. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, uh, man. Whatever. She's the. I actually. I don't. I don't. I don't. After reading that story, I don't mind her. It means she's, you know, at least sane. Okay, the problem, though, is all these bears that are going into our classrooms. <laughs> that, we have okay. we have a nationwide epidemic, okay? Where did that come from? Her oh, congressional she's, hearing. Her congressional yeah, she said, hearing when they asked her why she thinks guns should be allowed in schools. She said, because what if a bear attacks? <laughs> not to prevent school shooters, not not quoting anything like that guns deter violence, not mm-hmm. not anything about like anti-bull. Nope. Bears. <laughs> That's usually my first my first thought. There's a lot. There's- you, that yeah. explains the bear town in that D&D campaign you did. Mm-hmm. Man, imagine the guns they would have needed for that town. If they had any, there would be no bears. Exactly. One gun, actually, little known fact, one gun stops 50 bears. Shit. Whew. That's a good gun to bear ratio. Mm-hmm. It's a Especially great gun, gun to bear ratio. gun technology the way it is now. 
back in the day it was like maybe 10 15 bears especially with you have to reload your musket oh the the, the muskets were like yeah would, i'd be you get mm-hmm. five out of a yeah. musket not good if you were if you were a real crack shot you could get seven maybe eight <sighs> yeah so when marco polo visited china he was like they figured out how to pump salt out of the the marshes by using bamboo tubes and instead of using money they straight up just use salt as currency would you say that the marshes got bamboozled oh that was amazing i guess but in it but in italian bamboozled Those of you at home who couldn't see, I waved my hands emphatically, which is the stereotypical Italian accent. That's all you have to do to speak with an Italian accent. Make sure so, all four fingers are touching your thumb. In the fourteenth, in the fourteenth like century, Matthew McConaughey rolling a booger. <laughs> in the fourteenth century, the government was having problems with their salt uh, monopoly, so they started selling salt certificates, which means you can then. Buy salt from the government at whatever price they want to sell it to you at, and then they can sell it to whatever protected markets they want to sell it to. So they added one extra level of bureaucracy. That ought to solve everything. Exactly. So it's like (laughs) they gave you a piece of paper that said this piece of paper is worth one pound of salt at a later date. Or whatever you choose to sell that piece of paper at, yes. So they they just just made currency. They just made currency. It's it's literally the salt pound in China. And But then what they tried to do was they registered hereditary salt families. And these families were not allowed to change their occupation, no matter where they lived, ever, forever. That's unfortunate. And they were required to produce, produce an yearly quota of salt. I was going to think you were saying children. No, but those children are will also... Be required to produce a yearly quota of salt. I thought you were like, they were required to produce a yearly quota of children. <laughs> and salt. Uh, well, honey, I know you're not really up for it, but the government said so. Um, So they started paying these families with rice and then with paper money. And then another hundred years went by and the system broke down because the salt was too expensive to compete with the smuggled black market salt. Which now, was it forced... actually black market salt, like pink Himalayan salt? But like No, black... it was just black okay. market salt. David, which can you kind... buy black market salt today? No, you cannot. That's Because you can get salt anywhere. They But what happened was they forced officials to uh, raise the prices of their salt to raise tax revenue quotas, which is dumb because it made salt even less competitive to black market salt, which gave the families who had to be salt families more reason to sell to smugglers and the government... And uh, the entire system broke down. In fact, two-thirds of the salt in China by the end of the 16th century were black market salt. No one bought from the government. Hmm. Which meant that the armies... That cat's in, in a dangerous position. Which means the armies on the yeah. frontier went without food because the government had no money to pay them to buy weapons. So the empire kind of broke down. I feel like when your entire economy is based on something that can easily be circumvented, you're set up for failure. Yeah. All you need is a dude with a truck who just walks in there and is like, all right, I'll give you actual thing instead of paper for that salt right there. And people would be like, okay. And then you get free salt that you mm-hmm. sell for however much you want because there's no regulation on it. 
so here's the here's the problem with the system, right? The people who sell salt are also locked in, which means their children have to be salt merchants. Which means their families are always rich. So rich that every chamber pot in this one salt merchant's house was made from solid gold. So tall that he had to climb a ladder to use it. Thought you were going to say salt. Nope. <laughs> every chamber pot in this dude's house was made from solid salt. <laughs> they had to get a new yeah, one soon every as, time. As soon as he pees into it, he has to get a new one. Yeah. That's how rich he is, David. <laughs> he wipes with salt. Never mind the blood in the bowl. Uh, my god would that sting <laughs> but it would be it would be worth it oh my god can you imagine you you want to show somebody how rich you are you're like come into my come into my outhouse and just like wipe your ass in front of him with like a solid slab a solid of brick salt. of salt oh my yeah god. Solid, solid brick of charmin saltra less is too much So, uh, so you think that the Chinese would have learned Hashtag their lesson, not sponsored. right? So in the 17th century, new dynasty, new empire, d- different people, the Manchus showed up. Is this like the, the gritty reboot, or is this more of like the Bubblegum Pop Teen Titans Go reboot? Uh, this is more like they just did the same thing. Oh, so this is like um, Joey, the show after Friends that followed the character Joey. Wait, where it's literally just friends not, for another that's season. That's not. There's a, what? There was a yeah. Joey spinoff show. Yeah, it was like one oh, season shit. long, and it was just All the right. exact same so, plot with only Joey. <laughs> so you're this dude. You saw you saw the Salt Empire collapse. You come and you take over the Salt Empire. Do you know what you do? You don't set up for a black market. Nah, you sell the exclusive right to trade salt to two hundred families only. <laughs> That'll work. Speaking yeah. of that, that's kind of how it is in Massachusetts. There's like a limited number of liquor licenses. So mm. that way there's not like a bar at every stop. It's like there can only be five million bars or something. There's five million places that serve alcohol. And that's so really smart, what you honest. have to do is you have to buy the store from them to get the license usually. You buy out someone's license is the most common way to get a new license to sell beverages. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you know what these salt superintendents did? They underreported tax revenues and just kept the difference. So clearly, the Manchus learned from the previous empires of corruption and salt. Skimming some off the top, you know. Probably like a good eighty percent off the top. We didn't sell any salt this year, guys. I'm sorry. They're just flavoring their food with you know urine because that's salty. Everyone is very sad and they're just collecting their tears. Yeah, we didn't sell any salt. Sorry. Don't mind all of these like gold fucking chamber pots. Or the salt chamber pots that I made because we have so much extra salt. So, without From not selling any, of course. So exactly. then, uh, so then the bureaucrats became wealthy and lazy, and you know what happened? They stopped caring, and then there was a revolt. They stopped caring. There was a salt black market once again. Yeah. And by the 18th century, the merchant families couldn't deliver the massive amounts of salt, and had to guess what? Raise prices to steady the profit. Um, no, wait, that never works. So you know what happened? The black market trade 
grew, and then the empire collapsed. I, I okay. So hmm, <laughs> I haven't taken a single economics class in my entire life. Okay, all right. But I know a little. Neither bit. have they. To be fair. To be fair, yeah, I know about as much as economics as they do. Mm-hmm. Probably, but not something true. something tells me <laughs> that if you're being undercut, yes, raising your prices mm. is not the right way to go. No, mm, you're because right. the black market salt, from what I, from like my experience with black market salt, oh. is gonna be salt. It's not like they're cutting the salt. <laughs> With some other edible rock. They're probably just going to be getting salt and giving it to them. Cutting it a little bit pink Himalaya. Yeah, it's like... (laughs) They're not cutting their salt with something, so this black market salt is probably just as good. It's like buying store brand versus name brand, is what I'm I'm assuming here. Yep. It's not like the difference between, I don't know, Colombian cocaine versus Miami cocaine. You're not getting, like, a huge quality disparity there. So I don't know why you would think increasing the price would increase your revenue instead of just kill all of your sales entirely. So in the late 19th century... Are you going to at least try to and try to help me out to understand this, or are you just going to say that is a terrible idea and you're right, Travis? Like, <laughs> you're, I mean, you're right, Travis, and clearly an empire fell because they had black market salt. So another empire took its place and had a monopoly and had black market salt. So this third empire came... And by this time, it's been 400 years. And they set up a salt monopoly <laughs> and created a black market for salt. <laughs> is anyone ever going to, like, did they break out of this? Did they figure it out? Oh, I'm about to get to it. So in the, the mid-18... Is there still a salt monopoly in China? <laughs> <laughs> so in the mid-1800s, uh, the, empire, the empire was like... <laughs> We're, we're spending a lot of money to pay for opium. We need more money. Our money comes from salt. Give me more salt money. So he appointed this official who was like, you know, this monopoly for black market, monopoly on salt causing a black market. You know what I'm going to do? Is I'm going to open competition up. Any merchant who wants to sell salt can sell salt. And they can sell it wherever they want. And the certificates can be bought and sold. So if I was a merchant and I bought a certificate and you want to be a salt trader, I can sell it to you, my certificate of salt trading. So it's an open market. Mm. They did figure it out. But Kinda. Because there but, seems like there's no accountability is what I'm getting from this setup. He couldn't, he couldn't make enough money for the opium, so he was forced to retire. The Empire was like, where's my cash, bro? And he's like, well, I... I that you know, change takes time, and he's like, "Well, drugs don't." So, <laughs> I need a new minister of salt. <laughs> and so, the salt monopoly came back, and the opium war was lost, and um, that's why Hong Kong speaks Cantonese and has freedom because of the salt. <laughs> <laughs> because the Chinese lost the opium war because they mismanaged salt money for like nine hundred years. Yeah, how do you go 900 years and not realize that a monopoly isn't the way to go after it fails three times in a row? I exaggerate it. It's only more like 700 years, okay? 800 years, okay? Oh, Wait, my 600. Bad. My yeah, that yeah, extra 100 but... years was all the wisdom they needed, man. <laughs> <laughs> if they went at it another 100, they'd have surely got it. <laughs> uh, and to be fair to them, they're different ethnic peoples. Like, the Manchus are not Chinese. Neither are the Chinese, because Chinese is a weird term. You know what I mean? Like, each, each empire is no. not like... The, the Mongols took over China and had a dynasty. 
called the Yuan Dynasty. They were Mongols, but they called themselves Chinese emperors. And the Manchus came and they called themselves Chinese emperors, but they're like Mongols and Manchus. David, you're just saying these names and it sounds like we need some prerequisites okay. for this. So this With will be an entire... David, this will be an entirely different episode. You'll give us the history of the dynasties of China in the future. But for right now, let's wrap this up. Give us give us another... Give us. Do you have anything else for assault related? That's just going to um, give us a, a nice quick little... We got... What does it look like? Three three minutes before we need to start doing the wrap-ups? All right. So let's... let's. You want to jump forward to modern times in China? Let's... Because we missed the entire 20th century where salt became rationed and like there was a salt black market. Well, let's hit this real quick. The 20th right. century, there was another salt right. black market? Yeah, salt black market because China was poor because World War II and losing the opium war. So the Communist Party set um, a quota on how much salt you, what a family can have and then started collecting salt revenue. And when the government collects salt revenue, you know what happens, Travis? People get angry. Yeah, and when people get angry, you know where they start selling salt? In the black market. <laughs> Yeah. And so, but this time, since, you know, they rebelled and there's no longer an emperor, it provoked, like, small-scale salt producer revolution. So the government had to step back. So they had, like, a craft brewing revolution. For salt. <laughs> but then the government's like, all right, you win. We'll, we'll support you. We'll support your, salt, your, like, fucking cottage industry salt production. <laughs> Greater Lake Salt. Kona salt. Oh man, Twenty First Amendment salt. IPS yep. Indian Pale salt. And uh, and light the, salt. And the reason why a, a lot of the like the Asian population didn't grow as much is because the salt wasn't iodized. But by uh, two thousand, ninety percent of the salt in China is uh, iodized salt. So that's good. Why is it there good to go. have iodized salt? Iodine is like the um, element that like helps your body grow, like Ooh. when you hit puberty mm-hmm. and become a real person. Gotcha. And it's in all of our salt. It's okay. literally in all of our salt. Yeah. I wondered why. And ninety percent of China salt in year two thousand. Except probably good sea now. salt and kosher salt. Those are non-iodized. Yes, and a mm-hmm. lot of the Chinese salt at the time was ocean water salt. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which ironically, uh, the the Romans preferred. They, they, it was more luxurious to have sea salt than. Well, sea salt tastes salt. better, in my opinion. It does. Salt. What about pink Himalayan salt? It tastes the exact same as sea salt, which tastes better than iodized salt. I think sea mm. salt tastes better because of the size. Yeah. I think it, it has a better it texture adds, to it. Yeah, it adds texture. Along with enhancing mm. flavor. Yeah, well, when, when you're with, when it's like all dissolved in like a stew or something, I can't tell the difference, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, seared on the edge of a steak mm. mm-hmm. adds that but, nice crisp uh, so so john I'll, I'll end on this you know how you said does china still have a salt monopoly yeah so john china still has a salt monopoly in fact <laughs> the employee So they employ 25,000 soldiers to enforce the salt monopoly because they don't want non-iodized salt to enter the market. Which, to be fair, is a better reason than just getting all the money. That's true. <laughs> Using the right. salt monopolies for good. I guess that's like the war on drugs here in America. China already lost the war on drugs. No, so but like, the American government salt. doesn't have a monopoly on dealing drugs to people, though. The reason why we have a war on drugs is because we want no one to do drugs, not that we want the government to sell drugs. I counterpoint. 
with Colorado mm. and Washington. Okay, really? as well as the FDA. All right, but the war on drugs has, so, has been around since like the Reagan administration, and they weren't well, giving that's people they hated cocaine. Minorities. Yeah, but they, like it was still marijuana, though. It's not like I have a cocaine like monopoly. Well, yeah. Well, I forget who it was. It was like the defense secretary or something that hated Mexicans or something, and wanted to yes. blame, wanted to blame the drugs on them. And he's like, "We're bad. Drugs are bad." That's right. I saw like a college humor summary of that. It was like yeah. Adam ruins everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good one. We should do that for an episode: the history of the drug war in America. I it's like too recent. Less, I also oh, yeah. yeah first, I don't true. care because it's too recent. Also, I think it's less funny than. Like, it's it's less funny because we'll get political. Yeah. Also, yeah, salt. Very true. Very true. Hella salt. That's that's why I like this like ancient stuff. We can make fun of it with a uh, with our future lens and just be like, this was stupid instead of being in the time and maybe being on the wrong side of history. You know. Yeah. Well, you know, I'd rather not take that risk of being on the wrong side of history of this podcast. <laughs> Good point. Well, uh, to be fair, if you were stu- if you listen to this podcast back in like the 1800s, you would know that 400 years earlier, you don't have a black market salt monopoly. And then 400 years before that, you would realize you shouldn't have a black market salt monopoly. <laughs> it's true. Mm-hmm. It, starting from 1200, you really shouldn't have a black market salt mo- monopoly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. If, if, Bad you, for you. <laughs> if you or a loved one show signs of a black market salt economy. <laughs> Please email us at thefiresidecast at gmail.com or tweet at us at firesidecast. You can use hashtag firesidecast. You can tweet at me directly at Travis J. Kohler. Or me at J. Lockard, III. Make sure to follow us on iTunes, whatever podcast listening device you use. Maybe throw us a review if you like it, you know? Write us something nice. Um, yeah, I've got any... We're not getting the podcast out every week anymore. <laughs> yeah, we're going to we're gonna try to fix that. There's been some craziness what, happening yeah, when, when, when I get all of our job. lives. Yeah. When I get a job. So, cool. what do we'll you do, do when, um... What do you do with leases, Travis? Like, you have to leave your lease early. What do you do usually? You find a sublet? Is that usually what you do? Uh, usually you do find a sublet. What uh, if you can't? Yeah, if you if you can't, well, that's sad. That's All I know is you shouldn't start a black market salt trade. And on that ah. note, I've been Travis. I've been John. I'm still David. <laughs> <laughs>